Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of the highlights from this week's Source Weekly. Volume 24, Issue 6, dated February 6th. First up, is the flask empty? Whereas we post the question, does Larry and his flask still exist? By Bill Mittens. For those counting, the last time local stars Larry and his flask played together was a year ago this month. Typical for this high-energy, self-styled post-Americana rock band, the This Remedy West Coast Tour included 14 shows in five western states over the span of about two weeks. With a year passing since then, I'd ask, does the group still exist? To me it does, said Andrew Carew, band member since 2008. But since that tour, the band hasn't played together and reports no plans for future gigs. So why does a band that has recorded seven full-length albums and two EPs and has toured all over the world with bands like the Dropkick Murphys simply stop playing? It's complicated, but hang with me. With Roots and Redmond, the band was formed in 2003 as a three-piece punk rock band with Greg Johnson. Larry and His Flask is a fictional character created by band member Jamin Marshall in 2003. Over the subsequent 17 years, the band evolved. The number of members reached a high of 11 in 2008, and the sound changed over time. According to the Larry and His Flask website, the band spent its first half-decade stuck in a primordial punk rock goop, where the goal was always party over perfection. By 2008, the band had radically changed its sound. Acoustic instruments prevailed, Ian Cook became the lead vocalist, Jamin Marshall went back to drums, and multi-part harmonies became common, all while high-energy live performances continued to attract fans. During the 2019 tour, the band included five members. Ian Cook on lead vocals and guitar, Kirk Scatvold on mandolin, trumpet, guitar, and vocals, Joshua Marshall on double bass, harmonica, and euphorium, Dane Wood on drums, and Andrew Carew on banjo, trombone, trumpet, guitar, and vocals. Conspicuously absent was the band's co-founder, drummer, and first lead vocalist, Jamin Marshall, who permanently left the band in 2018. He just needed a change in his life. The road stopped appealing to him, which it did to most everybody in the band, said Joshua Marshall, Jamin's brother and co-founder. We played in Norway, Italy, probably 12 different countries in Western Europe, Canada, Alaska, Hawaii, and Newfoundland. It was incredible, Carew recalled. But the financial challenges of self-managing a band and the pressures of family back home all contributed to the current situation. Carew also spoke to the other obvious factor. Back in 2008, we were all in our 20s and ready to drop everything. Now, everyone's in their 30s, have families and careers. Carew also pointed to the influence of frontman Ian Cook. We pretty much relied on Ian as the main songwriter, singer, and frontman. You can't do a show without him. And being a father and husband and having new twin boys, he's focusing on that now, said Carew. The other band members are focused elsewhere as well. But international touring aside, have we seen the last of local shows featuring Larry and his flask? Jeshua Marshall leaves the door cracked open. Best answer I can give is a definitive maybe. Under the right circumstances, it would be a blast to get it moving again, but I'm happy if we leave it as an incredible 16-plus-year adventure with my brothers and best friends. Adds Carew, don't lose hope, because it's not impossible that we might play again. 
Next up, tiny homes for vets. A project offering transitional housing for veterans gets off the ground by Laurel Bronze. Central Oregon Veterans Outreach estimates that there are between 80 and 100 veterans living in the region without homes, but the exact number is hard to find. The 2019 point-in-time count published by the Homeless Leadership Coalition reported 62 veterans. Hundreds of homeless camps dot the landscape on the outskirts of Bend and Redmond. Many people without homes live in the woods because they'd rather not be found, according to James Cook, co-chair of the Central Oregon Homeless Leadership Coalition. But a new project aimed at providing temporary shelters for veterans is uniting city, county, and state leaders across the political spectrum. The Central Oregon Veterans Village aims to build 15 transitional shelters and a community center for 15 veterans in the region. Eric Tobiasen, president of the Bend Heroes Foundation, along with Covo, are spearheading the program. It's not a done deal until the ink is dry, Tobiasen told the source. But I want to emphasize that the city of Bend, the Deschutes County Commissioners, and Representative Sherry Held have been very supportive and share the vision and are prioritizing this program in their leadership activities. Tobiasen said the plan is to have the shelter community built by next fall, behind the Deschutes County Public Safety Campus near the Sheriff's Office. Supplies for 15 tiny homes are already in Bend, and volunteers are working to assemble and paint the small cottages. Tobiasen presented the proposal to the Deschutes County Commissioners January 27th. Now, County staff are drafting a Memorandum of Understanding with Covo and the Bend Heroes Foundation, establishing an agreement to lease the land owned by Deschutes County to the nonprofits. Tobiasen is also working to raise funds to build a community center in the new village. The individual tiny homes won't have running water or cooking facilities, but the main building will have a kitchen, bathrooms, showers, and meeting rooms. And finally, go here. Luminaria at Meisnik Nordic by Nicole Vulcan. Nordic skiing on the night of the Luminaria just got even more magical. The event, in which people light hundreds of candles inside paper bags and line the trail to the Meisner shelter, is an annual tradition and one of the Meisner Nordic Ski Club's biggest fundraisers. But this year, participants will be treated to a dragon sighting when they reach the shelter. On February 1st and 2nd, local Josh Cook spearheaded the effort to build a 75-foot-long snow dragon, complete with a fire-breathing mouth, with the help of about 100 volunteers. Without three dedicated snowcat sessions, we couldn't have made the dragon like she is, Cook told the source. A huge shout-out to the cat guys! So, now on top of enjoying a bonfire at the shelter, participants will have a piece of living art to enjoy. The luminaria starts at 5.30 on Saturday and goes till 9 p.m. When parking at Meisner Snow Park fills up, people can park at Swampy Snow Park and catch a shuttle to Meisner. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.